कंप्लीट वर्क्स ऑफ स्वामी विवेकानंद ट्वेंटी सेवेन्थ सेशन ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम श्री गणेशाय नमः डॉक्टर कृष्णमूर्ति शास्त्री दंबे पुणा बंटवाल तालूक दक्षिण कन्ड जिले कर्नाटक इंडिया भारत भारत वी हेल्प अवर सेल्स नॉट दि वर्ल्ड सो दिस इज दि ट्वेंटी सेवेन्थ सेशन इन कंप्लीट वर्क्स ऑफ स्वामी विवेकानंद वि हेल्प अवर सेल्स नॉट दि वर्ल्ड ईवन दो वि हेल्प अवर अदर्स इट इस नॉट टू दि वर्ल्ड इट इस हेलिंग अवर सेल्स हौ स्वामी विवेकानंद नेरेट्स इट बिफोर कंसिडरिंग फर्दर हौ डिवोशन टू ड्यूटी हेल्स अस् इन अवर् स्पिरीचुअल प्रोग्रेस लेट मी प्लेस बिफोर यू इन ए ब्रीफ कंपास् अनदर आस्पेक्ट ऑफ वाट वी इन इंडिया मीन बै कर्मा हि अड्रेस दि फारी नाशनल इन ए फारी कंट्री so he talks like that in every religion there are three parts philosophy mythology and ritual tattva shastra purana vedokta karma or vidhi vidhana philosophy of course is the essence of every religion mythology explains and illustrates it by means of the more or less legendary lives of great men stories and fables of wonderful things and so on ritual gives to that philosophy a still more concrete form so that every one may grasp it ritual is in fact concretized philosophy this ritual is karma it is necessary in every religion because most of us cannot understand abstract spiritual things until we grow much spiritually it is easy for men to think that they can understand anything but when it comes to practical experience they find that abstract ideas are often very hard to comprehend therefore symbols are of great help and we cannot dispense with the symbolical method of putting things before us from time immemorial symbols have been used by all kinds of religions in one sense we cannot think but in symbols words themselves are symbols of thought in another sense everything in the universe may be looked upon as a symbol the whole universe is a symbol and god is the essence of behind, the essence behind this kind of symbology is not simply the creation of man it is not that certain people belonging to a uh, religion sit down together and think out certain symbols and bring them into existence out of their own minds the symbols of religion have a natural growth otherwise why is it that certain symbols are associated with certain ideas in the mind of almost everyone certain symbols are universally prevalent many of you may think that the cross first came into existence as a symbol in connection with the christian religion but as a matter of fact it is it existed before christianity was before moses was born before the vedas were given out before there was any human record of human things the symbols of religion have a natural growth otherwise why is it that certain symbols are associated with certain ideas in the mind of almost everyone see 
the cross may be found to have been in existence among the aztecs many of you may think that the cross first came into existence as a symbol in connection with the christian religion but as a matter of fact it existed before christianity was before moses was born before the vedas were given out before there was any human record of human things the cross may be found to have been in existence among the aztecs and phoenicians every race seems to have had the cross again the symbol of the crucified savior of a man crucified upon a cross appears to have been known to almost every nation the circle has been a great symbol throughout the world then there is the most universal of all symbols the swastika at one time it was thought that the buddhists carried it all over the world with them but it has been found that found out that ages before buddhism it was used among nations in old babylon and in egypt it was to be found what does this show all these symbols could not have been purely conventional there must be some reason for them some natural association between them and the human mind language is not the result of convention it is not that people ever agreed to represent certain ideas by certain words there never was an idea without a corresponding word or a word without a corresponding idea therefore vagartha yo sampruktho vagartha pratipattaye jagata pratipattaye jagata pitara vande parvati parameshwaro vak that is speech and meaning artha they are uh, inseparable uh, from one another from each other hmm? so it is like shiva and shakti so either ideas and words are in their nature inseparable the symbols to represent ideas may be sound symbols or color symbols deaf and dumb people who have to think with other than sound symbols every thought in the mind has a form as its counterpart this is called in sanskrit philosophy nama roopa name and form it is as impossible to create uh, by convention a system of symbols as it is to create a language in the world's ritualistic symbols we have an expression of the religious thought of humanity it is easy to say that there is no use of rituals and temples and all such uh, paraphernalia every baby says that in the modern times but it must be easy for all to see that those who worship inside the temple are in many respects different from those who will not worship there therefore the association of particular temples rituals and their concrete other concrete forms with particular religions has a tendency to bring into the minds of the followers of those religions the thoughts for which those concrete things stand as symbols and it is not wise to ignore rituals and symbology altogether the study and practice of these things form naturally a part of karma yoga there are many other aspects of this science of work one among them is to know the relation between thought and word and what can be achieved by the power of the word in every religion the power of the word is recognized so much so that in some of them creation itself is said to have come out of the word the, uh, that is shabda brahma ada brahma pranava omkara creation came from that the external aspect of the thought of god is the word 
and as god thought and willed before he created creation came out of the world that is prajapatihi akamayata prajayeya iti ekoham bahusyam prajayeya iti aham only one i am now only one i wants to become i want to become many like that so the external aspect of the thought of god is the word and as god thought and willed before he created creation came out of the world in this stress and hurry of our materialistic life our nerves lose sensibility and become hardened the older we grow the longer we are knocked about in the world and the more callous we become and we are apt to neglect things that even happen persistently and prominently around us human nature however asserts itself sometimes and we are led to inquire into and wonder at some of them some of these common occurrences wondering this is the first step aschariyavat pasyati kaschidenam aschariyavat pasyati tathaiva janya aschariyavat chainame anyaftrunoti shrutvapenam janati manyate na kaschit in bhagavad gita gitaacharya says everybody somebody sees him as with a great wonder aschariyavat pasyati kaschidenam aschariyavat vadati tathaiva janya sam somebody says in vidwand aschariya vachaina anya shrunot somebody hears or listens him vidwand shrutvapi after listening also he cannot understand that is a thing that is the wonder so the wonder uh, once formed for uh, that is the beginning of uh, uh, knowing god so we are led to inquire into and wonder at some of these common occurrences wondering this is the first step in the acquisition of light that's what we can see in the vedic mantras they rishis they wondered about all these uh, that is uh, nature natural things sun moon fire wind everything so they praised they saw god in everything apart from the higher philosophic and religious value of the word we may see that sound symbols play a prominent role a prominent part in the drama of human life i am talking to you i am not touching you the pulsations of the air caused by my speaking go into your ear they touch your nerves and produce effects in your minds you cannot resist this what can be more wonderful than this one man calls another a fool and at this the other stands up and clenches his fist and lands a blow on his nose look at the power of the word there is a woman weeping and miserable another woman comes along and speaks to her a few gentle words and doubled up frame of the weeping woman becomes straightened at once her sorrow is gone and she already begins to smile think of this power of words they are a great force in higher philosophy as well as in common life day and night we manipulate this force without thought and without inquiry to know the nature of this force and to use it well is also a part of karma yoga our duty to others means helping others 
doing good to the world why should we do good to the world apparently to help the world but really to help ourselves we should always try to help the world that should that should be the highest motive in us but if we consider well we find that the world does not require our help at all this world was not made that you or i should come and help it i once read a sermon in which it was said all this beautiful world is a very good is very good because it gives us time and opportunity to help others apparently this is a very beautiful sentiment but it is not a blasphemy to say that the world needs our help we cannot deny that there is much misery in it to go out and help others is therefore the best thing we can do although in the long run we shall find that helping others is only helping ourselves as a boy i had some white mice they were kept in a little box in which they, uh, there were little wheels and then uh, when the mice tried to cross the wheels the wheels turned and turned and the mice never got anywhere so it is uh, with the world and our helping it the only help is that we get moral exercise this world is neither good nor evil each man manufactures a world for himself if a blind man begins to think of the world it is either as soft or hard or as cold or hot we are a mass of happiness or misery uh, we have seen that hundreds of times in our lives as a rule the young are optimistic and the old pessimistic ashawadi and nirashawadi the young have life before them the old compa- complain their day is gone hundreds of desires which they cannot fulfill struggle in their hearts both are foolish nevertheless life is good or evil according to the state of mind in which we look at it it is neither by itself fire by itself is neither good or, nor evil when it keeps us warm we say how beautiful is fire when it burns our fingers we blame it still in itself it is either good nor bad. it is neither good nor bad according as we use it it produces in us the feeling of good or bad so also is this world it is perfect by perfection is meant that it is perfectly fitted to meet its ends we may all be perfectly sure that it will go on beautifully well without us and we need not bother our heads wishing to help it yet we must do good the desire to do good is the highest motive power we have if we know all the time that it is a privilege to help others do not stand on a high pedestal and take five cents in your hand and say here my poor man but be grateful that poor man is there so that by making a gift to him you are able to help yourself it is not the receiver that is blessed but it is the giver be thankful that you are allowed to exercise your power of benevolence and mercy in the world and thus become pure and perfect all good acts tend to make us pure and perfect what can we do at best build a hospital make roads or erect charity asylums we may organize a charity and collect 2 or 3 millions of dollars build a hospital with 1 million uh, with second uh, give balls and drink champagne and of the third let the officers steal half and leave the rest finally to reach the poor but what are all these
one mighty wind in 5 minutes can break all your buildings up what shall we do then one volcanic eruption may sweep away all our roads and hospitals and cities and buildings everything let us give up all this foolish talk of doing good to the world it is not waiting for your or my help yet we must work and constantly do good because it is a blessing to ourselves that is the only way we can become perfect no beggar uh, no beggar whom we have helped has ever owed a single cent to us we owe everything to him because he has allowed us to exercise our charity on him it is entirely wrong to think that we have done or can do good to the world or to think that we have helped such and such people it is a foolish thought and all foolish thoughts bring misery we think that we have helped some man return for what we do be grateful to the man you help think of him as god is it not a great privilege to be allowed to worship god by helping our fellow men if we were really unattached we should escape all this pain of vain expectation and could cheerfully do good work in the world never will never will unhappiness or misery come through work done without attachment the world will go on with its happiness and misery through eternity there was a poor man who wanted some money and somehow he had heard that if he could get hold of a ghost he might command him to bring money or anything else he liked so he was very anxious to get hold of a ghost he went about searching for a man who could, who would give him a ghost and at last he found a sage with great powers and besought his help the sage asked him what he would do with a ghost i want a ghost to work for me teach me how to get hold of one uh, sir i desire it very much replied the man but the sage said don't disturb yourself go home the next day the man went again to the sage and began to weep and pray give me a ghost i must have a ghost sir to help me at last the sage was disgusted and said take this charm repeat this magic word and a ghost will come and whatever you say to him he will do but beware they are terrible beings and must be kept continually busy if you fail to give him work he will take your life the man replied that is easy i can give him work for all his life then he went to a forest and after long repetition of the magic word a huge ghost appeared before him and said i am a ghost i have been conquered by your magic but you must keep me constantly employed the moment you fail to give me work i will kill you the man said build me a palace and ghost said it is done the palace is built bring me money said the man here is your money said the ghost cut this forest down and build a city in its place that is done said the ghost anything more now the man began to be frightened and thought he could give him nothing more to do he did any, he did everything in a uh, trice the ghost said give me something to do or i will eat you up the poor man could find no further occupation for him and was frightened so he ran and ran and at last reached the sage and said oh sir protect my life the sage asked him what the matter was the man replied i have nothing to give the ghost to do everything i tell him to do he does in a moment and he threatens to me uh, threatens to eat me up if i do not give him work just then the ghost arrived saying i will eat you up and he would have swallowed the man 
the man began to shake and begged the sage to save his life the sage said i will find you a way out look at that dog with a curly tail draw your sword quickly and cut the tail off and give it to the ghost to straighten it straighten out the man cut off the dog's tail and gave it to the ghost saying straighten that out for me the ghost looked uh, took it and slowly and carefully straightened it out but as soon as he let it go it instantly curled up again once more he laboriously straightened it out only to find it again curled up as soon as he attempted to let go of it again he patiently straightened it out but as soon as he let it go it curled up again so he went on for days and days until he was exhausted and uh, said i was never in such a trouble before in my life i am an old veteran ghost but never before was i in such trouble i will make a compromise with you he said to the man you let me off and i will let you keep all i have given you and will promise not to harm you the man was much pleased and accepted the offer gladly this world is like a dog's curly tail and people have been striving to straighten it out for hundreds of years but when they let it go it has curled up again how could it be otherwise one must first know how to work without attachment then one will not be a fanatic when we know that this world is like a dog's curly tail and will never get straightened we shall not become fanatics if there were no fanatism fanaticism in the world it would make much more progress than it does now it is a mistake to think that fanaticism can make for the progress of mankind on the contrary it is a retarding element creating hatred and anger and causing people to fight each other and making them unsympathetic we think that whatever we do or possess is the best in the world and we do not do or possess is of no value so always remember the instance of the curly tail of the dog whenever you have a tendency to become a fanatic you need not worry or make yourself sleepless without the world about the world it will go on without you when you have avoided fanaticism then alone will you work well it is the level headed man the calm man of good judgment and cool nerves of great sympathy and love who does good work and so does good to himself the fanatic is foolish and has no sympathy he can never straighten the world nor himself become pure and perfect to recap recapitulate the chief points in today's lecture first we have to bear in mind that we are all debtors to the world and the world does not owe us anything it is a great privilege for all of us to be allowed to do anything for the world in helping the world we really help ourselves the second point is that there is a good there is a god in this universe it is not true that this universe is drifting and stands in need of help from you and me god is ever present therein he is undying and eternally active and infinitely watchful when the whole universe sleeps he sleeps not he is working incessantly all the changes and manifestations of the world are his thirdly we ought not to hate anyone this world will always continue to be a mixture of good and evil our duty is to sympathize with the weak and to love even the wrong doer our duty is to sympathize with the weak and to love even with even the wrong doer 
the world is a grand moral gymnasium wherein we have all to take exercise so as to become stronger and stronger spiritually the world is a grand moral gymnasium wherein we have all to take exercise so as to become stronger and stronger spiritually fourthly we ought not to be fanatics of any kind because fanaticism is opposed to love you hear fanatics glibly saying i do not hate the sinner i hate the sin but i am prepared to go any distance to see the face of that man who can really make a distinction between the sin and the sinner it is easy to say so if we can distinguish well between quality and substance we may become perfect men it is not easy to do this and further the calmer we are and less disturbed our our nerves the more shall we love and the better will our work be so this ends today's session this is what uh, we have seen the topic is we help ourselves not the world so swami vivekananda's complete works in this in this we have seen 27th session hare rama loka samasta sukhino bhavantu ओम तत्सत विवेकानंदापितमस्तु